Hello, Guardians. Today is January 6th, 2023. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Thank you guys so much for popping into the show. Happy New Year to those of you who I haven't seen since the last episode. Once again, another slow news week in Destiny 2, what with the TWAB not being available. But hey, next week, TWAB City. We're going there. I think the biggest story of note so far this week has been, uh, according to PC Gamer and a bunch of other outlets, Destiny 2 data miners admit leaked subscription plan was a hoax. Quote, we trolled everyone by Andy Chalk. Now, I didn't report on this because I wasn't sure of all the details, but... Uh, a couple weeks back, it had been quote-unquote data-mined that Destiny would be moving to a paid subscription service. Well, it turns out that was garbage. <laughs> Quoting the article here, the D2 data mines Discord revealed the discovery of files indicating that Bungie had plans that seemed to have been subsequently scrapped to incorporate multiple types of premium subscription tiers in Destiny 2. According to the article, there was no information on pricing or content, but it was expected that the subscription would be somehow tied into the launch of the big Lightfall expansion, which is coming on February 28th. None of this was true. It was just a giant troll, as admitted by Elliot of the D2 Data Miners Discord, who posted saying, was going to just let this keep on going, but since it grew really large and people are actually worried outside of the server, we just wanted to formally apologize and admit that we trolled everyone, Elliot wrote. This will probably make a lot of people angry, but it was meant to be done non-maliciously. Now, whatever your thoughts on data mining are, it's hard for me not to take that statement with a grain of salt, especially in the past couple of seasons where the Destiny community has jumped on everything and it seems to polarize both sides. Personally and professionally, if Destiny 2 were to move to a subscription model that was monthly, I'm not sure what I'd do with it. To make content, I'm sure I'd have to purchase it. But I'd probably move away from playing it on PlayStation Plus, that's for sure. I'll link the full article in the notes for the show. But moving on from that, I have a super awesome interview here with Sammy Cat, the Bow Queen herself. Welcome to Destiny Digest, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about you? I am swimming in it. It is pretty good over here on my on my side. We're we're staring down the barrel. Next week is week six. Of, uh, of the season. We're at the halfway point. You have achieved some pretty cool things in the time that, since last time we spoke. Uh, what, uh, I believe you went through and um, you soloed Spire of the Watcher, Blind, Flawless, uh, Hudless. Was it on Master? No, but people keep adding different okay. different things to it. Yeah, <laughs> all bows. <laughs> that's that's the that's the the constant that I know of you. It's always all bows. It's always headless. It's always flawless. Yeah, so I have done solo flawless, all bow, no HUD, mm -hmm. every single dungeon. Mm -hmm. um, Duality is the only one that I did. All of those. On on the first first full clear duality was something else, <laughs> uh, yeah. But otherwise, for 
for Spire, I had gone through, I do all of the other ones while well, I do all of them. Day one, I go in spoiler free, don't know anything, solo with all bows. And I, I have my HUD on generally until mm-hmm. I don't. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I go in and then complete that solo first and then go back for the flawless afterwards. And this time I went through, got it my first time for day one. Mm-hmm. So it's the the third dungeon that I attempted day one of. Mm-hmm. And I finally got it done in the 24 hours and like 22 something. I think I had an hour and a half left. <laughs> and then uh, I did it without artifact mods. It's kind of my mm-hmm. my rule that I do it all of them without artifact mods, any of the runs. And uh, with exception of like the resist mods, because they're not going to make a huge difference. Right. Outside of like, there's only one mod that I think probably would have made a difference on that run. But depending on how like your experience grind had been like it, it um, may not have been too beneficial or it you probably wouldn't have had it. It was the um, I didn't have it unlocked. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was solo the one for solo. Yeah. Solo operative. I learned the reason why I had decided never to do artifact mods mm-hmm. on at least my very first run of solo, my first run of uh, flawless, solo flawless, is because the very first dungeon that I solo flawless, um, well, I should just say soloed, with exception of Shattered Throne, that was a, that was a murky, weird time in my life, <laughs> that solo. Okay. But... Um, <laughs> When I really got into dungeons, soloing dungeons, um, I ended up doing my first solo of Prophecy with Oppressive Darkness. Okay. I don't know if you remember that mod very yes. long ago. Uh, it just was crazy for void grenades. I could throw the void grenades. It would just do a crazy amount of damage. And that helped me get through it in prophecy with all those ads just so much faster so much easier mm-hmm. and then when i went back to do it again without oppressive darkness i had to completely change the way i was playing yeah uh, my play style what i was using how i use the different perks on my bows it, it just made a huge difference so i was like okay i'm gonna make it so that i can use the same build going forward with minor tweaks if mm-hmm. i want to without having to rely on seasonal mods. So yes, it puts me at a disadvantage, but in the long run, I'm at an advantage. Right. I'm not relying on classy restoration, like mm. a lot of other people trying to go through after Season of the Haunted, you know, duality, hey, I'm going to solo it. Oh no, I don't have classy restoration. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. So what would I you... I like s- to make things harder than <laughs> they are. Oh, and we'll be getting that soon. <laughs> but like, uh, so what? Uh, what would you say was like the? What would you say was one of the toughest bits of that dungeon overall in your flaw in your flawless run? Like, what was was it a boss? Was it jumping puzzles and like physics, or was it um, the fans? The fans, yeah. The fans. Single that ha- was definitely single-handedly <laughs> sweaty hands. The fans. <laughs> well, di- so did you try to like jump through the fans 
like as they swiped or were you hopping through the little uh, vents on the side? So I was trying to get to the vents, mm-hmm. but I had to time it correct. Mm-hmm. Then I had a couple panic supers in there. <laughs> and on one of my one of my attempts for flawless, I got through the first set of fans. Yeah. Um, and I was like telling chat, hey guys, just be careful. FYI, there's a fan on the top. So when you jump down in there the first time, don't jump up or it'll kill you. Yeah. So I get through that and I was like, oh, thank goodness. I only have one more set of fans to go oh, into. God. I end up jumping up into the <laughs> Do as I say, not as I do. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> People are like, Oh, you're really good at this dungeon. And I'm just like, yeah, totally. <laughs> sure. sure. I'm great. I'm awesome, guys. On what run was that? On what run was that? I don't remember. The fans got me on at least three of those <laughs> attempts. <laughs> Maybe so, more. I know I know in my attempts for solo stuff, uh folks in my chat are just like, yeah, just keep going through it until like you get the other encounters down and then you can like get the patter of like the rhythm going. Do you find that that helps you out in your runs? Completely. Yeah. Yep. I know exactly what's going to happen, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to handle it. But because I've done it so many times, mm. uh, I could walk through it, you know, doing the dishes, <laughs> talk my way through it. Like I can just picture it. Uh, there was one time that I was doing, I was in the strike playlist at some point before I had completed duality. And I was just trying to talk through it with chat. And I know exactly how many steps I need to take in a certain area, mm. where things are going to spawn, what what type of shot I need to do, mm-hmm. um, what bow, what I need to take advantage of, where an orb is going to fall. For uh, for becoming charged with light, I mean, I do it so many times. I know almost exactly what's going to happen. the The hardest part by the end of it is either a bug, which was the case in Duality, or mm-hmm. um, in the case of of Spire, <laughs> it, it's me. I'm <laughs> I am the boss at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a- I think Spire was probably the easiest one because there was mm-hmm. less of a chance that I would screw myself up. Right. It feels so. There are a few things we, we've had a few activities this season. And Spire, I, I went in on day one with Rev and Shield Maiden and and we we ended up doing Master on that first day. But it was yeah, a, a fantastic challenge. job, by the way. <laughs> well, it was a challenge, <laughs> man, <laughs> and, and it was like it was tough. It was a lot of fun, but um, I just remember it. Large portions of it feeling th- there's kind of an emptiness in it that I don't think I felt since like uh, Shattered Throne. I think Shattered Throne had a lot of emptiness in it too. Um. When you're just going from like one place to another, do you feel, does that make sense or am I? (laughs) Oh, a lot of just walking in between. Yeah. A lot of traversal. Yes. 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 Yeah. 
And this one is... Uh, that was Pit for me. Yeah. This one, it, it felt... It, instead of it being like uh, kind of from a here to here, like from point A to point B, it was like point A all, all the way up to point B and then B down to C. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, I also kind of felt that in like the Operation Seraph mission with um, with it be feeling kind of empty and you're just kind of roaming around. Um, what where would you place this? Where would you place Spire on like in a list of either difficulty or like favorite runs? Oh, I was so afraid that you were going to ask me this. <laughs> it was bound to happen, Sammy. It was bound to happen. I know. I know. Um, gosh, this is just the hardest thing. <laughs> I I sit up at night honestly wondering how I'm going to answer this. I'm not even joking, literally. Um, I've thought through it. As far as difficulty of the dungeons go, when you're comparing all six, mm-hmm. there's so there's so many factors. Uh, I can't say which one is necessarily overall the easiest, and mm-hmm. I can't say overall specifically what my... Okay, my favorite's Prophecy, but... Like what uh, my lower, the ones I didn't enjoy as much. I don't hate any of them, but Mm -hmm. there are certain encounters that redeem some of the dungeons. Mm -hmm. So if I were to go through what my favorites are, I wouldn't be able to tell you what my top two are. Okay. Even. Um, But I can tell you per encounter what my favorite encounters were. Okay. Why don't we go? Why don't we go top three encounters? A uh, cube room. Cube room. Hands down, cube room in uh, that hex of something, something, something mm-hmm. in prophecy. Uh, favorite encounter, probably in the entire dungeon, or mm-hmm. not dungeon. Well, yeah, in the dungeon, probably in the entire game. That uh, tied up there with the vault encounter and last wish. Okay. So favorite encounter, just overall, uh, I would say I definitely this. Uh, Pains me to say. This isn't number two, but I think it's top three. Um, Chamber of Suffering and Pit. Okay. I have a very hard time saying that because I very, very much do not like Pit. It would be it would be hardcore, like below F level. Okay, so pretend that there were 12 dungeons. It okay. would be the 13th dungeon gotcha. and how much I enjoy it. Um <laughs> The only redeeming thing is Chamber of Suffering, and that's the one with the totem. Mm-hmm. We have to kind of uh, you have to kind of find a rhythm with that room when you when you're solo, like yes. What was your um, strategy in that room? Uh, don't deal with ads. Yeah. <laughs> don't deal with the knights. Don't deal with anything. Just go back and forth. <laughs> Just go. I like the ones that are crazy. Um, I shoot very very few ads in that one. Hmm. I, I crutch on invis. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad player. I can only do things with void hunter. I crutch. But uh <laughs> yeah, I I basically just and this is where I, I walk through it. I start on the plate. I have Levy's breath. I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and hit the knight. 
I will switch over to another bow, hit it again. Um, I will go over there and make sure it's at dot. And then I will use a finish. Sorry. I call it dot for for finisher because there's a dot on its head. Yeah. It's the only thing when you don't have HUD that you can see on screen. (laughs) Um, So I I get it to dot. Mm -hmm. I go over there, do a finisher, go invis on the finisher, pick up the orb and then come back, stand on the plate. I'll usually at some point dodge with it. I used sixth coyote. Um, mm-hmm. Dodge near enemies, at least if I use my melee. Pick the orb back up on the totem, go over to it, dunk the orb, come back, stand on there, make sure I get another enemy to dot. Yeah. Shoot the knight, <laughs> do the dot run over kill the knight and it's just six times um i don't deal with the knights up top i ads are merely there as utility Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that i can see (laughs) well they're only there because i need them to be there mm -hmm. there's um that brings me to a question that was asked by somebody from on twitter uh new bold one asked uh leviathan's breath is one of the of only two bows in Mon- monument of lost lights i have lemon arc per recommendation from dan but leviathan's only gets mediocre reviews is it worth spending a, pre- a precious exotic cipher on or better to get something else um i would 110 percent say you should have spent the exotic cipher on it first mm. uh <laughs> i it's an amazing weapon and that's not just because it's the only heavy bow and I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, it has it has a lot to it that people don't take the time to really play with or mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. Um, people don't understand the feature and the utility that it has. So I think that's why it doesn't have as good of reviews. It's not a DPS monster, but it's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The, one of the greatest parts is it will stagger a boss. Yeah. So with that in fire, I'm able to go ahead, hit the boss. He can't shoot back when he's he's staggered. I can go ahead, hit the boss, draw again, hit him again. So I'm doing less damage, but there's no chance he's going to hit me if I keep hitting him first. Right. And then with Archer's Tempo, with the Catalyst... If I can get enough crit shots in between, I can hit more arrows, which is great. Um, it's it's one of the only ways that I can get through solo Lightblade GM on mm. that. Well, I have not gotten through it. People think I have. I have not <laughs> gotten through it yet. But um, because the boss can't hit you, he's too he's staggered. Mm. You just don't have time to throw another super in there. I know some people say wait on your tether to throw the second tether for a night stalker but um you don't have as much time to do some of the more s- strategy driven plays mm-hmm. but um you make it work but that stagger is a huge thing i don't think people realize it staggers with that concussive blast heck yeah that's right yeah i i don't have much experience with it so i haven't um really played with it do you find I just remember it be feeling like <laughs> it, it just feels like it's a high tension bow 
especially well and it makes sense with it being in like the heavy spot does it throw off your your rhythm for other bows when you're when you're playing with it or are you just experienced with it enough that it it doesn't matter i know to expect it mm-hmm. and how to play with it um doesn't throw off my rhythm mm-hmm. but that's because i switch between legendary bows primary legendary and then Leviathan's breath so much I don't treat it as it's a it's a bow but I don't treat it the same as I treat other bows Mm. it's a it's a different weapon in a different class it's Mm -hmm. the same archetype yeah (laughs) same general mechanic but at the same time um you wouldn't treat a heavy grenade launcher the same that you would treat a special one right what if if it were in another weapon class altogether what would it more closely resemble? Would it be like more of a of a sniper, or are you, are we talking like? I would say it it is a class of its own. Mm-hmm. I mean it it works as a bow. Mm-hmm. It hits harder, much much harder. Um, I think it's because it's a slower draw time mm-hmm. that it it feels different. It feels heavier. Mm-hmm. it feels like you have to put a little more work into it mm-hmm. and you have to be patient with it. You got to get a so, few I mean, more it, extra it muscles going. A, yes, exactly. I don't hip fire it ever. Mm-hmm. It feels very strange. I don't really hip fire bows at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't throw off my rhythm, rhythm because I'm used to it. But I can see how people who are not used to bows or they still it takes a lot to get used to it and you have to want to otherwise okay. it's not worth the time um going back to the top three so you said you said cube room you said uh chamber of suffering and pit of heresy what's number three? Oh gosh i would say probably the vault encounter and duality okay huh okay so so you it's not necessarily like bosses you enjoy kind of being kind of thrown into the mix with uh, encounter and mechanic more so than the big culmination kind of set pieces. Is that accurate? Yes. I like it when I'm given a mechanic. I can find... I'm given a mechanic. I have to find a specific way to alter my play style so that I can get it done. Mm-hmm. Which usually is not the same as anybody else. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's challenging. It's usually incredibly chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually the ones that people don't like because there's too much chaos. Mm-hmm. They all tend to have the same theme to them. <laughs> Where I got to run around, do something. <laughs> There's lots of ads. You wouldn't think it's what you would want with a bow, um, but it requires it requires almost all the skills that I need to that I need mm-hmm. that I have in some way for you to stay zooming. Yep. Yep. That's super interesting. Do you find yourself? I because I. I took the I took the privilege of uh, the the last time we spoke was on PD uh, 
uh, on Planet Destiny Podcast 309. We talked about a few things there. Um, since then, we've had several bows enter, enter into the uh, equation. We have Whistler's Whim from Trials of Osiris. We have the Lu- Lunulata 4B. Uh, we have the Strident Whistle Tripwire Canary that came out this season. And, uh, of course, Hierarchy of Needs that came from the Spire Dungeon. Um, do you find yourself swapping out to any of these weapons uh, from what you ran previously? Well, I do not have Hierarchy of Needs. Okay. I know some people have been asking me what I think of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have it. <laughs> gotcha. So there's, there's my, uh, there's my rating. <laughs> I don't have it. Um, I'm a little confused by it mm-hmm. because, you know, we already have a solar bow that solar exotic bow that, yeah. you know, requires TQs. hip firing mm-hmm. with tracking projectiles. Um, that solar that has tracking projectiles <laughs> and you have to hip fire. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm a little confused by it, but it, mm-hmm. I don't like Tiku's at all. Yeah. I don't really like hip firing. Um, I think this one will be a lot more fun. Yeah. For hierarchy. Uh, I want to like Whis- Whistler's Whim. Mm-hmm. I really do. Went through the whole trials thing to get an adept role. Uh, it's not the best role. I, ha- I probably could go back and do it. I just don't really like how it shoots. Mm-hmm. And that really just breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, the Lunalata, the game hates me. It absolutely <laughs> hates me. All I want, all I freaking want from it is a shoot to loot headstone and it just won't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of umbrals that I have tried to focus into those <laughs> weapons and it just won't give it to me. Oh my gosh. Bungie, if you're listening, please. Please. I'd contact my uncle who used to live there or who used to work there uh, as a janitor to turn up the RNG for you. But he got, he got, thank you. He got, he got fired for going into that room. So I'm sorry. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) So that, like, have have you used uh, Strident or Tripwire? I, I haven't really used much of Tripwire. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the, I've only gotten two. Mm-hmm. So bow RNG is not working out for me. Yeah. Uh, but tripwire, I want to like it. Yeah. It sounds strange to me. And maybe it's it's just getting used to it. Mm-hmm. But I have so many arc bows that I like the feel of better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I'm used to those bows. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Once I craft one, uh, if I can ever craft one. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't feel good to me. Mm-hmm. It kind of has the same feeling, like the slab from back in Season of the Arrivals. Yep. It kind of has that same feel to it, right? It does. It's very rigid. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's very rigid. Um. I don't have to work harder with it. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm more of like, you know, 
I don't even know. It's just not my personality. I go yeah. by bow personalities. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know that's weird. <laughs> uh, no, I think that makes complete <laughs> sense. They each have their own kind of like kind of vibe to them. And like, yeah, yeah. I, I, the the whispering. It was whispering slab, right? Yes. It was whispering slab, tripwire canary. They both kind of feel the same to me, too. And when I've kind of messed around with it, I was like, and I'll never play with it again. And then yeah. <laughs> like, just kind of moved on. Cause uh, like out of all of these, I think like I haven't attempted to get the, the whistler's whim. Um, but I have, I have the strident whistle. I have an incandescent or I had an incandescent role with it. Thanks charity. Um, and the Luna, I lot of incandescent. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah. Incandescence a very solid perk. You know what I've been turning to lately? Which one? I think I have been running the trace rifles a lot lately. I don't know. I haven't if run you... trace rifles in a while. Yeah, they're real fun now. <laughs> really? I've been playing around with them a lot. Uh especially I got a retrace path that has uh has incandescent killing wind on it. Oh, that oh. sounds fun. Oh, it's very cool. It's very fun. It also helps that they kind of remind me of, uh, of like Hyperion weapons. Or wait, hold on. Yeah, I think it's Hyperion from from Borderlands. With the, never played with the well. Oh, well, if you get a chance, it, 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 they don't have bows in Borderlands. They do in Tiny Tina's though. So if you ever want to check that out. But yeah, I I've. The Lunalata and the Strident Whistle are the two that I've really liked within the past year. Um, I do like Strident Whistle. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I have a hard time because it has the same model as Subtle Calamity. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hurts my soul a little bit. <laughs> oh, but, sweet, sweet um, Subtle Calamity. My baby! <laughs> Oh, my baby. Yeah. Um, but I I like it has so many combinations. I wish we could craft it. It took me over 60 strike runs to get an incandescent strident whistle. It's like, oh, it wasn't even that good of a roll at all. <laughs> but I got it. Yeah, I got it. I'm trying to think of the one that that came out during Season of the Risen. Um, well, we had Fer- Fell Teradiddle, which also, to me, kind of feels like that Whispering Slab. You think so? A, a li- it feels a little chunky to it me. It does. Like, it maybe not chunky. Whispering Slab. It looks chunky. It feels it feels chunk. Um. Same for under your skin. I can't get like a good bead on it. Those two are the the ones I run. Okay. Just yep. Mm-hmm. I um I have them crafted, just perfect. I think I just hit level Why did I say 70? No, I'm at like 470. Maybe I hit level 470. Oh god. <laughs> Am I under your skin? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, maybe I hit level 400. I don't know where the seven's coming from. I think I'm just used to under your skin. 
Yeah. I, I want to like it. I just haven't put the That's time fair. in. Mine was more needs to an end. Mm-hmm. That was, for me, I needed a void. Oh. Right. And to it replace was a subtle calamity. <laughs> We're never replacing subtle <laughs> calamity, okay? We're not using that language. <laughs> Terminology's everything here. I was... <laughs> <laughs> that brings me that brings me to a question from Andos Dan. What's the best bow and why is it subtle calamity? Because it is. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> I think I um, used that for my uh for my Shattered Throne run and then deleted beautiful. that for charity too. How could I will never delete mine? Yeah. Ever. Ever. I hit 100k kills on subtle calamity Mm -hmm. i wanted to do it somewhere special so i did it in the cube room in Mm -hmm. um in prophecy and then i got a cookie cake and we had a a dungeon party (laughs) said happy 100k subtle calamity i'm not even joking no um (laughs) i have a cookie cake (laughs) so yeah we we celebrated its 100k birthday uh yeah I have some merch that has the silhouette of it. Says anything but subtle. Hell yeah! It's, it's probably an unhealthy addiction. <laughs> well, so it so it goes, man. So it goes. Once you start putting stuff on merch, that's when you know, know. you got it bad. Uh, you got it real bad. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else here. Yeah. Um. So I got. I ended up getting hierarchy of needs. On my first run, oh my goodness! Of the dungeon, uh, what do you think? I'm very much in the same camp as you. It confuses me. It is a reverse Tikus. It feels like it. It. it I mean, I can't say. Oh, it is because I haven't. No, but the, mm-hmm. it, it just yeah. Continue. <laughs> it just kind of like I'm not. I enjoy Tikus. I like using it for for in game activities when when I'm running like GMs and stuff, especially um, when there's when there's mods for it. Uh, but the there's a little with Tikus, there's a little bit of a run and gun that you can go with it, right? I've been making the like whole um, uh, I've I've been making references back to it being kind of like the Michael Bay of bows. How so? I don't know why that feels correct, but I have no idea what you mean. It's so like everything just blows up with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see that now. Yeah. So you're just, you're, you're just blowing everything up and it's fine. It, It tracks on its own. Hierarchy of needs feels like a very niche version of that. Where it's it's power like it's power fantasy is more of like a I guess like a sniper almost like where you would be in a perch you open that portal and then and then you're able to get the tracker it just feels weird to me I'm not entirely sure if it replaces anything in my uh in my kit with it. The story behind it's cool because apparently it's a it's an AI that was kind of segmented off 
in the pillory. But it's, uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of it. It's a very strange bow. The most I hear about it is people asking me what I think about it. Yeah. And then I ask, what do you think? And they're like, oh, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. And it doesn't go any anywhere past yeah. that. Not much deeper. It, it's, it was exciting to get because it's an exotic and it's like the new exotic. And of course, everybody wants to try it out, right? But it just, I don't know. That's what I'm finding with a lot of weapons this season. I don't know if it replaces a lot in my kit. I was thinking about this earlier and, mm-hmm. and talking with Chad about it. Like, there are so many weapons that I just, we don't need another arc bow. Mm. I already have three I use. Um, <laughs> like, there are just so many weapons where they're fun to try, but I don't really need more weapons. And I have to remember, I've accumulated all of these over yeah. the years. So there are new players that don't have the bows that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even like going back, I, I've been doing random loadout runs of things, um, yeah. which is fun. And I'm getting these old weapons. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this was really fun. Why did I replace it necessarily? But... It's like, how many auto rifles do I need? Yeah. Because I'd like to run auto. Guys, I do run more than bows. <laughs> I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> Glad that you cleared that up. <laughs> I just want everyone to know I do run more than just bows. Uh, I actually prefer in PvP running pulse rifles. Mm-hmm. And I'm going that. through and it's, it's like... Uh, I don't really know what I want this pulse rifle for. Because mm-hmm. I do a lot of my crafted weapons off of, okay, where am I going to use this? Right. And I'm just thinking like, well, I'll use it in PvP for this situation. Well, I already crafted two pulse rifles for that. Mm-hmm. So what what am I doing? I, I don't know what I want. Yeah. I know the only reason I need to craft is because I have all of these deep sight weapons completed mm-hmm. and I need somewhere to put the, the resonant right. thing, not resonant. So it doesn't go to waste. Yeah. So it doesn't go to waste and, but I'm not crafting anything cause I don't know what perks to put on them because yeah. I already have three pulse rifles that I like. <laughs> well, so like, I, like I said earlier, I, look, I'm now on the journey of like, reacquiring my vault um because that's gotta be fun it's interesting uh it makes me look at crafting a little bit differently than i did prior because before it was just kind of like a collection thing but had i not had craftable weapons in the day afterward had I not had any of those to be able to go back through, I don't know, like, I don't know if I'd have everything that I needed to go into GMs in a couple weeks. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like, it's it's interesting. It also, like, makes me think of the collection as, like, um, I'm kind of targeting what I want now instead of what I can get. 
That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Because it's like you get like um, like the Ikelos SMG. Let's take that, for example. I was able to craft that very quickly. Um, I feel I feel like crafting is very easy to do this season. And um, it, it just it just feels like I'm being rewarded more with. If for running the seasonal activity than I have in seasons prior. Um, and so I was able to craft an Ikelos SMG pretty quickly. And so I'm looking at that more for my override solution right now, even though I have had like more things drop recently that, uh, that are definitely worth uh, a look. Um, but now everybody, everybody's kind of like stressing about like deep stone crypt weapons or at least like the people in my immediate vicinity are kind of stressing about the drop rates for deep stone crypt weapons, but I'm not there because I, I feel like the things that I want, I'm focusing on. So like trusty, I want trusty so I can have like a good scout. Um, I might put incandescent on the thing. Um, and are you going by perks? You want certain perks with a certain archetype or are you just going by weapons in general, like weapon feel or I'm going by weapons, weapon feel and, and weapons that I feel I need to, to slot in since I have so few things now. Like I, I deleted all 600 items in my vault gone i just had what was left over on my characters which was a lot which is still a lot but it wasn't everything (laughs) yes and uh that was that was pretty stressful um i don't i couldn't do it yeah you are brave and it's pixels (laughs) to me part of my life it's to me it's pixels and like I enjoy these things, and then if it's for charity, I'll I'll almost do anything. I'll almost do anything for charity. But or when I was doing it on stream, I wasn't looking at what I was deleting because I think I would have had some thoughts on the day. But it was very much like, well, yeah, guys, just got to delete everything. How's chat doing? <laughs> just kept hitting that button over and over again. Let's just have a chat. <laughs> Let's chat. have a chat. Thanks for doing this. That's not about <laughs> what's going on in the background. Uh, that had a that whole day had like a, a weird, fun, like anything could happen vibe to it. Anyway, but I digress. Um. So yeah, well, when we're talking, I, I, another thing that I wanted to talk to you about was. Um, difficulty, like difficulty scaling and, um, and, and skill, because the last time we spoke at, at length, at least on, on topics such as these, on topics, topics such as, uh, Destiny 2, you said that you wanted a harder game. It was, was like the big takeaway on my re-listen is you wanted the game to be tougher. You wanted it to be, uh, you, you were limiting yourself so that you could have the game that you wanted. Um, 
going back through and, and seeing where we are two seasons on from our last conversation, do you feel like Destiny is starting to get there with some of the changes that they've made? Especially like in Heist Battlegrounds when you're like five power levels below cap below the the cap or like in in the uh shield mission when i think it's seven on on hard difficulty i like that i do like it where they will cap Mm -hmm. you you can't over level um it does make things more challenging. I think you have it, it changes how you play. You can't just go in and run and gun everything down. I mean, still at this point, you kind of can. Mm-hmm. But you have to slow down a little bit. And especially being that, uh, what was it? The Operation Seraph Shield. When I was going through it, the first time I did it was with my husband and we were playing and it was just like, oh my gosh, this is really challenging and we're not under level or anything. And I didn't realize it scaled. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just beyond me. I was like, wow, it's really challenging. And then I went through to do it solo and I was um, just getting pumped up like, okay, how hard do we want to make this? Mm-hmm. Because I, I usually do the exotic missions same as I do dungeons where mm-hmm. i go in solo blind day one um sorry not blind spoiler free <laughs> day one and mm-hmm. i decided not to do that because they wanted to have the experience with my husband and i went through later my next run was solo and uh it was so easy mm-hmm. and um and I don't say that to insult anyone. I know there's a lot of people that thought it was incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but comparatively, it was so much easier than doing it with one other person. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish that we'd be able to scale it not just with multiple people, but, you know, we'd be able to choose more than just legend. Like I want legend and then I want something above legend and then Mm -hmm. I want something above that. And I, I like that we're capped, but at the same time, I feel like these are things that you can kind of adapt to, too Mm -hmm. easily. If that makes any sense at all. Um, I just want something that's going to continue to challenge me. Right. I don't know how to word it exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I like where they're going. I just don't think it's enough. And I realize baby steps are where they need to go with difficulty. It's hard to change a game that's been around. We're ending year five here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to change all that, especially older content that we are still required to play for pinnacle level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want more. I want more from the game. I'm kind of a little bit bored with where we're at with all of the the basic things we have like Mm -hmm. the core the core yeah i want the core to be revamped i want it to be challenging again Mm -hmm. i just my biggest thing here gosh i don't want don't stop me if i'm talking too much but (laughs) (laughs) well i kind of invited you here to talk 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. I get really passionate about these things yeah. and I'm trying to like keep my cool here. Yeah. Um, in a professional setting. But <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I, I struggle with very much so are GMs and getting GM ready. Mm. And GMs are a very touchy topic for me, multiple okay. reasons. But one of the reasons right now is that I have to do a ton of activities I don't want to do mm-hmm. in order to get to a point where I can do an activity that I want to do. Mm-hmm. But because I have to do the ex- the activities to get the pinnacles, to get to pinnacle cap, to get the XP, to get my artifact mod up, to then get to a level where I can enter into GMs and then I'm going to be 25 below. Right. Um, and I can't even right now practice for GMs by doing master because I'm too high. Mm-hmm. So even master content is going to be easier for me. Mm-hmm. The only thing that changes with master is going to be the master modifier. Mm-hmm. But the more, so I'm trying to practice the harder content. I, my ultimate goal besides solo light blade with all bows um, is to solo all of the solo flawless, all bow, no HUD, every single master mission, content story, things like that mm-hmm. uh, throughout the game. But I want to get as low as possible to do it. Right. But that means I can't use the things that I want to use for like a GM because I have to have them equipped at a level so yeah the more i play the the easier it gets and i just don't want it (laughs) i i don't know the best way to say it i don't know there's a solution except for just don't make me level to a point just to get into an activity you're going to cap at Mm -hmm. because then i can't enjoy the core activities on a higher difficulty because i'm over leveled Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know how other games do it. I keep thinking yeah. about that. But I was trying to practice Corrupted um, because mm-hmm. that's going to be my first GM I attempt to solo. Yeah. And I was going to do it on Master. And, you know, Chat and I were going through my vault. We were going through everything that would work. How do I get low enough of a power level to be as close to 25 under? And it just, I couldn't. My artifact was too high. Yeah. It's a whole thing. So (laughs) it's, in order for me to make it harder, I I would have to go back in time and not do anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, something needs to change. Or that, um, what was it? Back in the, (laughs) back in one of the ways that they tried to fix this, with difficulty was the um do you remember the nightfall cards i love those oh mm-hmm. my gosh where you could pick your oh difficulty my goodness yes i bring those up it's so sad because i bring those up and people are like what on earth are you talking about and i'm just so sad mm-hmm. and i explain it and they're like wow that's a really good idea i was like yeah it was wasn't it mm-hmm. it's just it for whatever reason, it caused people to like bounce off <laughs> the the content. Is that why? Why did they get rid of them? I I, I 
that could that's completely anecdotal. It feel it feels like that was something that caused people to bounce off the content instead of what we have now where you have to be this tall to ride the ride. Right. Yeah. That way it's the game kind of pushing you away rather than uh the game but, but I don't know that it's a it, that's a weird allegory <laughs> but like um it's it's the game telling you hey you got to you got to do this instead of you kind of challenging yourself yeah i it feels like to me that they're steering more toward that where they're they're trying to get the game to challenge you more um outside of the champion puzzle which that's a whole other conversation that we can have too um especially with that article I don't that, know if you want me to have that conversation Well we had that conversation on, in 309 so if <laughs> if you guys if you guys want to hear that go back to BD309 uh but so we it, don't talk about champions with me We don't talk about champions well, and there is also the uh the article that came out this week, I believe it was Gamer Rant. Yeah, that was like, was we want that? tormentors to be more like champions. It's like, but, but I why? lost my cool so bad. <laughs> I was, I, right, I, I want to know who they're talking to on that one right now. Just get this out of the way because people ask me, okay, you want more challenging content. Have you done any of the master dungeons? Um, mm. I have not done any of the master dungeons. Mm. It has nothing to do with skill. It has everything to do with champions and pride. I will mm. put that out there right now. People judge me for it. I don't care. <laughs> they took champions out. I would be solo flawlessing those babies every chance I get. But I'm not going to limit my loadout just so I can do a master dungeon. Yeah. So I just wanted to get that out there. I know people are like, oh, how do you do on Master? It's like, yeah, nope, I haven't done it. <laughs> I haven't even done it with a team because I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. It's it's something else. Is I, I the champion puzzle I think at the time was was kind of needed because like something that's that's a little missing from Destiny's um something that's missing a little bit from from destiny's formula is like the pokemon uh i i mentioned this with Tej last week but it's like water is strong against fire fire is strong against <laughs> uh uh great grass grass is strong against water right you have those trifectas and we don't really have that in the game because I think that would throw a lot of the power structure off when it came to like light abilities and everything. However, they tried to introduce that with the champion mods or with champions. And they're trying to relieve a little bit of the mod structure by adding more exotics that have intrinsic champion mods in them. But we've had them for so long now and we had them before like the whole the intrinsic exotic thing that now um, everybody kind of feels pigeonholed into what they're allowed to bring to the party. And that's that's a part of the puzzle that I don't know how you solve. 
Delete them. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I liked the Light Bear Knights. Or like, I, Me too. I, I like Light Bears. I thought, I think that they are challenging in, um, in in-game content. I just wish they were, there were more of them everywhere. I wish you had to confront them more. Yep. Um, and I'm I'm hopeful that Tormentors kind of like fill that world boss kind of feel with Lightfall coming soon. We'll see, but um, that could be <laughs> conversation for another time. Um, oh my gosh! So, Sammy, before uh, we get out of here, thank you so much for your time so far. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. I love chatting like this. Heck yeah. It's been a pleasure to have you. You're welcome back anytime. I've got a few questions for you. Yes. Yes. Um, so it's <laughs> uh, Next Gen Evo, Daniel Crazy Wolf J, and Average Desi 2 player all kind of have the same question. Uh, if you could introduce one new bow perk for bows. What would that perk do, and what would it be called? Dragonfly. No. Um. <laughs> Double dragonfly. <laughs> Double dragonfly. Two dragonflies. Two Firefly. dragonflies. It's just a swarm. <laughs> um. Gosh, I don't know. Uh, I am such a creature of habit that yeah. I use a lot of the same ones. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm used to them. A lot of the same perks. Bow specific. I would probably say there. it would be fun to have something that has to do with how long you can hold an arrow mm -hmm. um, pulled back, drawn. I know that there's like Archer's Tempo um, where, you know, you get a precision hit and then, you know, you, it gets faster. Um, your draw time's faster. But I don't think a lot of people realize that some of the skill with bow is making sure that you have a good idea of how long you can hold a draw. Mm -hmm. I think that it would be really cool. Something to ha that would have to do with being able to extend that time. Because some people, at least in PvP, will wear Oath Keepers. Mm-hmm. To be able to have infinite draw, you know, either it extends the amount of time that you can hold a draw mm -hmm. or uh, the longer that you hold the draw, mm -hmm. um, you get more damage. Like it doesn't, I guess, doesn't proc unless you're holding it for at least two seconds or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, I don't know, because I think it would change the way you play, especially in PvP. Yeah. I think it would change a lot in PvP. I want to get better with bows in PvP. I'm really not very good at at them. I've become very, very bad in PvP. Um, <laughs> I, I think it would be fun to kind of play around with that mm -hmm. a little bit. I wouldn't use something like that necessarily in PvE, mostly because I have my HUD off, and that would be really hard to tell. Right. But I think it would change... How people play with bows, at least in PvP. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think it would be fun to have something like another perk, and I realize it's not bow specific, but um, where I feel silly, I feel silly coming up with like perk ideas. Um, <laughs> something like would be called head over your heart, uh, okay. head over heart, and it would be get a body shot and then rapidly get a precision kill. And then the next shot that you get, next body shot would count as a precision kill, like without reloading. Well, obviously oh. with a bow, you reload, yeah, you reload but within time. a certain amount of time, um, it would count as a crit shot. It wouldn't give you like, so if you get, you know, if it procs, you wouldn't get extra damage on a crit, but you would get extra damage on a body shot. Mm-hmm. So that means that you would have to take the time to get a body shot and then before you just go for the regular headshot. Right. Uh, to then have it proc to be able to then get it rather than just kill an enemy with a headshot. I mean, you still have to you have to mentally take a step back so that you get two shots. You can't just kill it right away. Right. So I think that could be fun. Yeah, yeah. That one that that sounds interesting to me. And that sounds like something that might be, I guess maybe you'd try that out on like an exotic maybe first. Call it heartbreaker. Oh, that's fun. There you go. There you go. I was thinking like, that's not really bow specific. I could use that on a pulse. Right. Kind of like head seeker, you know, it, it brings it, it widens, you know, Mm Hmm. The crit area, this one would not worry about widening in it, but you'd have to actually get two separate shots on the same enemy within a certain amount of time. So it still takes skill. It would be harder in PvP mm-hmm. because it's like you have to get a body shot and then a headshot. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. Uh, P-Stabs asks, uh, do you feel locked into using bows now? It's clearly a thing that you're known for, but are you scared even a little bit uh, of bow getting stale or of switching it up? I think we talked about that. You you do switch it up. You you play with pulses. You play sometimes with auto rifles. It's just you're known for for rocking bows. I almost always have a bow equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just it's my thing. <laughs> Not like it's my thing. Like oh, it's I'm known for it, but. I I love it. <laughs> I always want to play with a bow. Um I guess I do play with other things. In Gambit, um I can't use Lovey's Breath because I use Malfeasance. Mm-hmm. And um I use Lovey's Breath as much as I can, but I can't use like Lay Monarch if I'm using Lovey's Breath. So I like using that. I know that's another bow. Mm-hmm. But um, I like using symmetry a lot. Actually, I know that a lot of people don't even really remember that one. Oh, yeah. That exotic. Uh, My brain just bent over backwards trying <laughs> to remember it. I call it the avatar gun because it glows blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad with awesome. names of weapons. So I just always called it the yeah. avatar gun. And people are like, what? <laughs> it's a mech that also has a knife. <laughs> kind of yeah see yeah yeah 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, f- I forgot completely about that. I, I've got that somewhere. Maybe I don't have many weapons. Maybe I should break it out. <laughs> it's, yeah, you don't. Just go grab it. Play with it. Uh, but um, I'm afraid that my content... I am nervous. I'm very, very nervous about mm-hmm. using bows all the time. And it's not as people may think... I'm nervous that people, my content is going to get stale for other people. Mm. Not that my content, not that bows will get stale for me mm-hmm. or that. Um, like somebody will be like, know. yeah, yeah, we get it. Like you're the bow lady. Yeah. Like that. Where more? it's like kind of, yeah. Where it's, oh, we've seen her run this dungeon over and over and mm-hmm. over again with the same exact loadout. And, um, the thing is, is I enjoy it. I could run it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then again and again. Um, <laughs> so I wouldn't say it's an obsession. It's just something that I really, really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to play a game, it's a game. Yeah. I want to play it the way I play it, you know? So I'm afraid that it's going to get stale for other people. Mm. Yeah. Because I want to do a, I've already done a solo flawless all bow, no HUD, back to back to back to mm-hmm. back, four backs of all the dungeons. Um, I think it was early December with exception of duality because of the bugs. Mm-hmm. So I did that one. Um, I'd like to do it. And, and there's a lot of people that are doing like little, what did someone call it? A gauntlet yeah. for all six of the dungeons. Um recently and i'm like oh my gosh i'm so glad that people are doing that people thought i was so crazy and now people are doing it and i'm like oh i'm not the only crazy one (laughs) Um, (laughs) i'd like to do that again now that duality is not as buggy and we have a sixth one out Mm -hmm. but that requires doing the dungeons over and over and over again so it's kind of going to be at some point um how can I keep it fresh for people, but still mm-hmm. stay true to what I want to do? Yeah. That's, that's always the tough thing about like being a creator. It's like, cause you want to like, there's, it feels like there needs to be some sort of novelty, right? In order to kind of get your head just kind of above the water so you can start treading it when you're making something. Yeah. And like you can, you kind of find your niche and like it is, it is very tempting to just do that niche (laughs) always, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it doesn't always work out that way, you know? So like, I, I, I feel that on a, on a very spiritual level. I'm not alone. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this laugh is only going to carry me so far. <laughs> Somebody's going to catch on that I'm a talentless hack. <laughs> and then it's well, one thing. Then it's curtains. People are like, "You're such a cracked gamer. You're so good at this game." Yeah. And and I am very, very flattered by that. Uh, I don't like I don't like to brag, but I am like absolutely amazing yeah. at what I. But if you put me on 
Ark Hunter, Solo, or Solar Hunter, <laughs> Faces Hunter, anything Warlock, anything Titan. Give me something with green ammo. Um, I'm not going to get very far mm. at all. At all. Uh, give me a, <laughs> a Laurelly Titan. Ask me yeah. to solo a dungeon. Um, people say that they're unkillable. Yeah, no, I guarantee <laughs> you. Um, you'll find the you'll find the limits of that restoration I, times I too. I will find ways <laughs> to prove you wrong. <laughs> There's um I, like uh for a charity incentive one year, I I did a year of Titan. Um, that was that was on the docket where if we hit a certain amount. I would do a year a year of Titan, uh, and as a former hunter main, um, that was something that uh, it really it changed my my play style. It probably made me a little bit more reckless because Titans can be a little bit more tanky, and and a little bit more in that in that um, in that aggressive side. It also when I got done with it, I was like I. Th- I don't think I'm a main anymore of anything. Like I'm going to try to get better at, at all these things. It like, it kind of created this other personal challenge. That was, and it's, some people are like, well, you want more challenging game. Say that you're bad with a sniper. I am very bad with, a sniper. <laughs> um, you know, practice mm-hmm. with a sniper, but that's just, it's a different game than the one that you're, it's- it's You're not into. what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. And that's on me. Mm-hmm. That's completely on me. Um, but as we've proved with champions, telling me to use a certain thing and saying that's increased difficulty is much different than actually yeah. difficult content. I'm not saying I'm bored with what's going on. I'm saying that what I'm not bored with <laughs> might be stale for someone else. Yeah. I can see that, man. Um, last question for the night, given to us by uh, by Clancy Five Thousand. How much mental planning and thought do you give solo dungeons when you're not actually playing? All right, example, like, are you thinking of it while you're washing the dishes? Yes. 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 Um. I will talk through it. Uh, I pro- Sometimes I take notes, mm-hmm. like actual physical notes. I have multiple notebooks. Um, if I'm unsure, sometimes I'll take notes in pencil so I can erase some of it and change it. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, me- it's... Go ahead. I, I put a lot into it yeah but when as i spent so much time in there mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it kind of becomes muscle memory at a certain extent like when when i ran because the last season i did grasp what was the other one i did grasp i almost got i almost finished duality but it became like a huge slog uh i think i did prophecy last season two as uh, as a titan as a restoration times three titan before they uh nerfed it down to times two um but during duality going back to the notes thing i'm i'm showing you here in in our comms 
but like during the vault encounter, I had to write, I made this little map for myself. Like I drew it out and whenever I got to that point, I just threw it up on top of the monitor. It's like a folded piece of paper that just says dog sun on one side, axe cup <laughs> on another side with high, <laughs> with high and low for the bells. So I could keep track of, okay, here's kind of the rotation that I need to do. And you kind of just start building that and ingraining that into your body and into your muscles so that you you can execute it better and better every time and sometimes you completely mess up because becoming tired is a thing but yes i I made a story for the vault encounter yeah what was your story my story was so you start to the right of the stairs Mm-hmm. You want to get a dog, but you have to build a dog house first. So you have to get axes to chop wood to build the dog house. Then you can get a dog. Once you get the dog, the dog is going to play outside in the sunshine. But you have to make sure that it stays hydrated. So you give it a cup of water. <laughs> incredible. That's a pretty incredible story there. Yep. Oh my god. Uh, I told a lot of stories in duality. That was a different experience altogether. Yeah. There's something about that and uh Vow the Disciple. There's something I must have something with color palettes. Cause uh something in both of those, they just kind of wear me out and make me angry. Is it the red? I think that it's something about it. Like, it could be like the amount of time that I sp- that you spend in there. It could be just the red all the time. But it's just the only the only time that I I typically tend to lose my cool uh, in activities is is in those two. And uh, yeah, that could be anecdotal, but. <laughs> it's been my experience <laughs> that I, I tend to be the most testy around those. I, uh, that Keitel fight was something else mm. for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. Backpacks. I don't think I've ever lost my cool that much. Yeah. <sighs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain, sister. I feel your pain. Uh, Well, Sammy, thank you so much for coming and hanging out. Thank you so much for for getting through the technical difficulties with me today. Um, And uh, I appreciate you you giving your time here. Uh, Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Twitch, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Twitch.tv slash Sammy Cat. And then also, um, I'm on TikTok and Twitter. I post quite a bit of my stuff there as well. So, Sammy Cat plays. Twitter, Twitch, my or TikTok might be Sammy Cat. Assume if it's not Sammy Cat, it's Sammy, Sammy Cat, Cat plays. plays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My name's Dan Finity. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and the TikTok at DayInfinity, where the eyes are else. You can also find me on Twitch three days a week, twitch.tv forward slash DayInfinity, helping Guardians out with PvE and game activities. If you'd like to support the show, remember that you can rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. And if you'd like to give us $3 a month to help keep the lights on, you can head on over to coffee.com forward slash DayInfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash DayInfinity. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you find what you're grinding for.